Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast 427. This is your guide to the geek side, and I, one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, coming from beautiful Savage, Minnesota, ready for a fun day of getting groceries. Join wow. I, it's another Pleasant Valley Sunday. Take the next verse. Don't let me down. Here in status and no. the land. He's no fun. He's no fun. No, I too. I'm, uh, you know, uh, the the, uh, the other pillar of suburbia. He's going to get groceries. I'm going to mow the lawn. That's what we're doing after this. We're living the dream, y'all. And doing laundry. So that's, is that four? What's what's the, or that's three. What's the fourth one? What's the fourth pillar of a uh, pleasant cleaning. Sunday? Cleaning. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> laundry is cleaning for me. Clean clothes. There we go. Charlie just lives in a world of filth. He doesn't it clean. Is. Oh my God. The floors are black. No, I love it. So, yeah, no, it's uh, it's Sunday, and boy, do we have some fun stuff to talk about today. Um, but we wouldn't be talking about much if we weren't talking about our Patreons. That is right. We do have some wonderful folks who support us financially, morally, and ethically, and just a big mm. And we, uh, we never like to go on without giving them their love. We do have Jamie Prinky over on the best buds level of our Patreon and our BFFs. As always, the stellar Nias family, Sean, Stella, and Henry, my friend and yours, Missy Merchant, frequent contributor to the show, and her pal, Andy Milliken. We are very grateful for what you guys do for us. If you'd like to learn more about our Patreon, please do visit patreon.com slash secretfriendsunite. Learn all about what we have to offer, different ways that you can support us. And if you like the show and you know financial support is not your deal, please give us a five-star rating on the streamer of your choosing let us know you care. Let us know you're out there. Let us know what you think about the show. So yeah, yeah, and yeah, uh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, it's our patrons doing great things. Uh, Charlie, you just had a great interview uh, with uh, um, the, basically a puppeteer from yeah, Dave Barkley. Yeah, that was a great. That was you know, a great right? get. Really cool. Um, and it wasn't necessarily tight. So if you see that with the team, it's not Star Trek focused. This was just right. all geekdom, dark crystal, that stuff, stuff. So that's that's really amazing. And I believe that was Missy who arranged yes. that. So uh, yes. definitely check out our page because you can always see kind of a, a, a not a trailer, but you can see a snippet, a preview of all of those Patreon things we're doing if you're not a member. So right. if there's see something you like, you know, oh, jump what? in. Got to whet your appetite for that stuff. Yeah, we have. Uh, that was the last interview we had in the can, so we are looking at um, at other ones in the future. But I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Missy is. She's a member of the family. She's the one who really makes that possible. So in addition to being a Patreon, uh, she's content creator, and she also does um, a few of my different shows with me over that we also offer. So anyway, not to drone on too long about the Patreon. Todd, you have uh, outdone yourself with this week's uh, cover uh, from December of 1977, we have the 27th issue of Ghost Rider. I'm assuming volume one. It's probably gone on to have many, many other volumes. But uh, this is a, a villain I've heard of. But, uh, I mean, I love this cross-up because uh, on this cover we have Ghost Rider himself, of course. We have the villain, who I'll let you talk about. Then we have Hawkeye and the Two-Gun Kid. Now, what's funny about this, and I'll, I'll let you dig into telling people about the Manticore, if you've done any research, which I haven't, mm -hmm. is, I that, have. is that this um, this arc where um, 
uh, Hawkeye was, tra- I'm assuming, trapped in the past, was revisited in the early issues of the West Coast Avengers because the team gets trapped in the 18th century, and they're very referential to the fact that prior to the West Coast Avengers being in that point of time, maybe 10 or 15 years prior, that is when Hawkeye was trapped with Two-Gun Kid and the the Kid Colt or Red Wolf or what I don't you know what I don't it's been a it's been an Al Milgram long time <laughs> so I don't yes the the, the the definitely uh positive identity of uh you know this the western characters including Native Americans were always treated de- gently by Marvel yes in the 70s in particular yes exactly so yeah, all right exactly. well t- tell us tell us about the manicor what'd you find out because I'm drawing a blank yeah, the name is familiar yeah so the Manicor is a great looking villain, by the way. He's basically a beast with a face with lots of metal. It's like a rat. Things. And, like and a the Manticore is a it, it is a uh, fantastical creature. Essentially, it's a oh. half lion, half scorpion creature uh, that's poisonous and kills people. But for Marvel, their take on it, it was basically a brand corporation battle suit. The identity of the Manticore was hidden and uh, the Hellcat uniform uh, was in the hands of Patsy Walker, who at the time was working with the Avengers, uh, that also created that suit as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, the Man Manticore first appeared. This is kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> this is weird. This is his first appearance. Manticore first this, appeared at Cheerio, okay. Cheerio Dudes Ranch, where he was spying on the two heroes, Clint Barton and the two-gun kid, who were working as employees. That's a weird cut. And were they were they in the past, or am I referring to a different arc? No, because if you can you can see in the picture the two gun kid is on a motorcycle. So this is modern times. So he did okay. So why does the manicore look like a like a giant rat? He's like the Rat King, but with the metal bits and uh, and let's face it, if he's created by the Brand Corporation and you don't know his identity, is that very good branding? Yes, uh, was created Terrible. by Jim Shooter Terrible. and Don Perlin. So, oh, you know, that man. that that uh, super, super crew right there. Big they time. knew how to make wacky things, put a name on it that sounded cool and really don't even care about the rest. Just like we made a thing. Rat. Go forth. He, he is. He's the Rat King. Well, anyway, uh, someone who I know could slay a Rat King in uh, her sleep. Uh, and I believe at, at 123 years of age, she sleeps maybe 17 minutes a day. You don't need sleep when you're that old. You know, you, you're just, you're, you're burning on uh, Ovaltine and prune juice. It's incredible. Um, I am, of course, talking about Madam Webb. That is our senior news correspondent. She's down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine with all the latest scoops. Let's go. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. I believe after this adventure, you actually went on a blind date with the Manticore. You were on that TV show called The Love Connection, uh, where with all those suitors, yeah, it did not go so well. They had video proof that uh, you essentially uh, tried to steal um, someone else's silverware off their table and it just went downhill from there. That's bad. That's bad. You know, there's enough silverware for everyone. Let it go. Um, so anyway, first up top, we got a pair of trailers. Uh, and I'm gonna let you tackle this first one because I got a vibe right away. And then also is there like, and you know, it's, as it's rolling the, the, you know, 20th century studios and it threw some other stuff. And I'm like, this is probably a video game. So anyway, go ahead. Yes, so Five Night at Freddy's. No, 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 is... no, 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 no. The other one, the other one. I was talking about the other one. I was 
Oh, the crater. Sorry. Yeah, yep, yeah. I got him out of order. My bad. That's so okay. the, the first uh, thing we're going to talk about, we have two trailers this episode. Uh, the first one's called The Creator. This is a new sci-fi film um, by the director of Rogue One, Gareth Edwards. And it's starring John David Washington, who is Denzel Washington's son. Um, and he's been in a lot of things. He's really become a yeah, great actor outside of his own father. Definitely familiar. Um, what yeah, was the, listen, wasn't wasn't he in um, the latest uh, Candyman? Wasn't he the star? Uh, he was in Tenet, um and a few Tenet. other things, which yes, I still have yes. not seen. Don't you I haven't that, either. I need to, I need to watch was, that. That was going to be the film that was going to save the post COVID box office, and it that's true. That's did not true. Yes. That? yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I do need to see it because I really like Nolan's films, so that one yeah. is on my list. Okay. Um, but uh, the trailer dropped for the creator, um, and they uh, essentially lead it off that AI has become essentially the great enemy, similar to like Terminator. So it's not exactly a new concept, but it's always the way you tell the story. And this is essentially um, humanity in the middle of their battle to save uh, themselves from AI. Um, It becomes, it basically gets a crack troop, uh, troop together to find out the source of the AI and essentially take it down. And that's when you get into the twist, the little, the, the creator, is actually a child. Oh man! <laughs> and okay. well, is it a video game? Just quantify it. No, no. The creator. This okay. is a, this is all new creation. Oh, this I is uh, okay. which I which I love the fact that we're getting something that looks right. very cool and cinematic and and just you know broad in the sci fi lens. Very rarely, like you're not getting many original things. You're getting a lot of like sequels or reboots or things like that. And this is original. And the director, you know, has done great things. The cast looks really good. Um, now the story, it could fizzle or not. Considering AI in the marketplace right now, you're hearing all about AI. It's going to steal jobs. It's going to replace actors, replace writers, and well, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I. I can't find agreement in this because, again, we're going along and, all right, AI, cool, there's explosions, blah, blah. And then you're like, and the MacGuffin is a kid. And I'm like, Todd, I'm surprised that you warmed up to this. That's one of the things you hate the most is kids in peril because that's what the last half of this trailer turned into was just like, got to rescue the kid. There's Somebody got the kid. And I'm like, oh. So it just it didn't grab me. It did, and we're getting this oh. in September. No, it didn't grab it didn't grab me up until because I'm like, okay, AI and they bombed something. So yeah, it looks exactly like the Terminator, and that's cool. I like the concept. But yeah, as soon as we found out that oh, there's this thing locked in a vault, and da da da, they were they trying to keep something out or keeps you know trying trying to keep something in or trying to keep us out or they open it up and it's a kid sitting there watching TV, and I'm like, oh, you just you just lost me. I just hmm. I I'm similarly sick of the the um you know it's, it's what you always said about like. Wesley Crusher, or uh, I'm trying to think of other ki- the the, uh, uh, the boxy from Battlestar, the old Battlestar Galactica, or Jake Sisko. You know, you throw a kid in the mix so that they can get kidnapped and and be the central part of the plot line. So that that part of it lost me. Looks wonderfully explosiony, and they spent their money on their CGI, and it will no doubt end in a big blue sky hole, a la Marvel Comics. But yeah, the kid the kid in peril thing just I just I kind of checked out when I saw that. But anyway, 
one person's take doesn't mean that it doesn't look exciting doesn't mean that it might not uh, but yeah i right away thought because they were rolling through the 20th century studios and it said like cnet one and i figured oh that's probably somebody who makes video games it's like a video game movie but interested to hear that i was wrong it might be wildly original and you know what i might see it and love it and and be able to forgive the kid in peril thing but that i was just like oh that's just to me that's the, that's the one of the more foregone tropes about any action adventure thing and again i was quoting examples or newt newt and aliens kid in trouble becomes the driving part of the the last part of the plot of that movie i just you know like i said that's that's one thing that i know that you're not crazy about but obviously there were other parts of this that won you over more and i can i can yeah i i think i think the way it looks the way um they're dealing with this and it looks like it's also going to be two societies against each other because you can see these ais uh that are basically in these bodies are living and creating their own society as well so they have the the big uh like hole in their head yeah yeah and then yeah they do show some horrific stuff like a bunch of less sophisticated AI robots in a compactor. And did they say, is this mm-hmm. from, um, not Gareth Edwards? Is he, is he directing it? He's the director. Yeah. yeah the director yeah, of Rogue okay. One. Yeah. yeah that's what, yep. that's what kind of tipped me off. So, um, so anyway, yeah, September 29, I think it said. So, yeah. I would not be surprised if we went to go see it because that's that's right at the end of uh, before we get in the last uh, quarter, which is like Halloween movies and then and then some Oscar bait. I think we typically get in November, December, so probably go see it. So one thing uh, I feel fairly confident that I'll want to skip is Five Nights at Chucky's. Freddy's? Billy's? Freddy's. Billy, don't Billy, don't be a hero. This was a particular favorite of my son Jackson, and uh, when he was probably way too young i know that he got in trouble because he uh i was with him and it was his birthday and he picked something out at the toy store and it was one of those things and then i heard from his mother well right, 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 he's not allowed to watch that or this and that so i'm like i get that because i think this is absolutely absolutely horrifying and then i saw him either played an online game or some or were watching videos or something on youtube or something when he was over at my house once so i have a more than a passing familiarity with it and i yeah i kind of get the vibe out of it i see so i watched the trailer and it's josh hutcherson from the hunger games Mm -hmm. and i feel like this is the first time in a long time i've seen him in anything can you imagine him in anything since since that he must have been in something since he, the Hunger he, Games. yeah he was in that series on hulu a future oh, yeah, man yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. other than that yeah, i don't know but i've always enjoyed him and things i think yeah. he's pretty uh you know decent kid he went from a kid actor to an right. adult actor yeah he's doing okay but yeah this is um i don't do you think what do you think is hard horror or maybe somewhere in the middle you know not like <sighs> the, not like that winnie the pooh horror movie i don't know if that already no came no way. Could have. Yeah, I don't know. if Did it have a rating? I didn't know if there was a rating tied to this or not. I'm looking for it. Um, it. Yeah, this is going to be on Peacock and theaters at the same time. Similar with what what um, what they did with Halloween. They did the the, the, the tiered release. This is coming out October 27th, which is just dumb. Why why would you not have this like October 5th? What the? So you get a couple more weeks because you know that is um, people. Yeah, that is that is a staggeringly poor marketing decision because if your your focus is horror and people think about 
you know, the month of people like, oh my God, it's Halloween season. And that I know people who get, you know, super psyched for that whole, yourself included, get super psyched for the whole Halloween thing in October. So why, yeah, why would you waste it? You know, do they think people are going to be so excited about the what, you know, like, oh, I have a Halloween playlist that I watch on Halloween after I, you know, hand out candy or I take my kids out or whatever. I sit down and if everybody's in bed, I'm going to watch a horror movie, but they're going to jump to a classic, I would think, as opposed to something brand new or go to the theater. I don't know. Unless, obviously, October 27 is a Friday, which would then put Halloween on a Monday or a Tuesday this year. I don't know. I have to look. Yeah, which that. is always the worst. You yeah, never exactly. want You never want Halloween on like a Wednesday because yeah, like, exactly. oh, I can't even enjoy myself one day. Or the other kids right. got to go to school the next day. Yep, There's yep, no yep, parties. Yep. So you party the week before. Uh, uh, but this is going to be a PG-13 movie. Uh, so, you know, it can probably hit the because this is this this franchise. If nobody knows what this is, basically, it's it's Chuck E. Cheese but the the robots go crazy at night it's a security guard and you are that security guard at the Chuck E. Cheese called Freddy uh, Fazbear um, and it's just like what you think and they are killing machines and right. it's all about trying to survive the night as a security guard and that's exactly what we're getting here uh, Five Nights and Freddy started as a video game it's yeah. it's uh, kind of become a huge thing people a lot of it is because people play this game online and people watch them like through twitch and things like that so you can experience the player the reactions like ah and things like that right my son actually played the most recent one he liked it because there were some things you could do with the game uh the way you had to use the cameras and they introduced some new uh things for it but it has a huge uh you know audience from the games the all of the um the, there's lore apparently a lot of lore which because you get that where there's more to it than just what it shows and there's a lot of merch so this is yeah, kind of a big it's, deal yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's the merch is what you know stung me way back yeah when, you know because it was like uh, whatever i mean i just um again this is a total miss for me um but clearly there's an audience for it um and if people play the game and this is going to be a draw, who who's putting this out? Do we know kind of who's putting it out where it'll where it'll probably land? Well, it's at Peacock. It's it's on Peacock. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, it's a universal yeah. film on Peacock. Yeah. So yeah, so people will still be able to, you know, it's a great one to watch with the lights out or whatever. But yeah, not dropping it, you know, at the beginning of Shocktober because it was I think it's AMC that has oh 31 days of Halloween and they got a different movie every night. You think following that? So I don't know, Todd. You, you, you know, you would. You would if, if we could, would, yeah, if we could solve all, solve all the marketing issues of our time, we would be doing that for a living instead of putzing about doing this. Video games and, do the same thing, Charlie. They bring out their spooky Halloween games and they like, oh, it's on it's out on Halloween. I'm like, what are you doing? People are yeah, going to be right. trick-or-treating, watching movies. They're not going to be playing a video game right. on just that one day. So right. it's a missed opportunity. Think about it. All right. Moving along. I think you might have given me a. A bummer link because your next one says something about oh you said something about oh do you have do you have two here do no but we can just talk to that one, one. okay we'll sorry. just talk about that one yeah All i just right, added an extra commentary right to exactly. the link yes so yeah uh what's disney what's disney plus got going on what's what's the so, story so Disney is doing Bob Iger came back to Disney to fix all the things that Bob Chapek did that actually Bob Iger actually did. <laughs> so it's almost like Bob That's Chapek it. became like the bad guy because everything Iger decided he to was do. Bad, Bob. What about Bob? What about Bob? Well, 
well, Bob's like, I'm doing all these things and I'm leaving and I'm retiring on a high note. And like Bob typically is like, well, shit, now we're out of money. So we got to make some money. So I'm going to make some bad things too because I'm the bad guy to make some more profit. <laughs> I'm going to make some bad decisions. Yeah. And now Bob Iger is coming in to do some more cleanup. And that's exactly what's happening. Disney streaming, a uh, profitability is kind of funky space right now. Disney's going to need up need some cash because they want to buy Hulu. Um, so right. because of that, they have to do some things, which honestly, on the pay, uh, on when you look at a, a, a article, like why are they doing that? Don't they own it? Well, apparently, there are costs with Disney's catalog. So essentially, Disney sure. just can't show their things for free and not have to pay out people in residuals and other payments. Still, which there is, are I, still some legacy things, which is clearly you know at the heart of the WGA strike that's going on and what's burgeoning into the actor striking same thing. So this could be, this is clearly a cost control measure to stop having to write those checks. Yeah. So, so what they're doing is they're pulling their content. So we saw HBO max do that already. They pulled some of their content where it was essentially costing them money long-term to continue to show it versus it was already owned and they didn't have to pay anything. So the same thing with Disney. So Disney will remove over 50 shows from Disney plus and Hulu this month. And it's not just legacy content. A lot of this brand new stuff that that's, isn't been out that tough. long on that's Disney tough. Plus, um, and some of the big things that you know we can we can mention are um, Willow is probably the biggest one. Um, Willow the series was a big announcement. It was going to be all you know th- this big thing. Hopefully, redeeming Willow probably didn't have a, a cheap budget, and they made it, and it essentially no one cared for it. So it was kind right. of a bad situation but disney did a lot of these like um just they did a lot and they weren't always the highest quality so they spent a lot of money to do a lot of things and quantity over quality rarely pays off and i mean the list of things that are coming off most of these are newer things but some are like more like one-offs you've never heard of uh but even within that um you know we have artemis fowl which is a big property oh, where it's, it's licensed yeah i never watched it so i bad, i, I bad, guess bad. i'm i'm bad to that um we've got um uh, the mighty ducks uh the mysterious benedict society turner and hooch big shot um diary of a future president the world according to jeff goldblum Marvel's Project Power, Marvel Voices Rising, uh, Cheaper by the Dozen remake, the one and only Ivan. I mean, I could go on and on. I'm like, a lot of things are like, oh, that was a thing? (laughs) Absolutely nothing that I watched, uh, but for the things that I did that I didn't care for. So, yeah. And that's Disney. Yeah. Yeah. I I certainly feel bad, um, you know, for the people who we're going to get residuals for this stuff. Cause that sucks. That's, that's exactly what the WGA strike is about is, mm-hmm. you know, finding ways to unfortunately stiff these people and they're not putting up with it. And, you know, even though we as uh, consumers of, of entertainment are like, Oh, well, this is, you know, going to trash next year's TV schedule. This is about people's livelihood. You know what I mean? And, and this is, this is a dirtier move to take away, you know, their residuals for stuff that's already out there. So th- this is a bummer, but, but no flip side of it. Um, Disney does have to find a way to make Disney Plus profitable, or it it won't exist. They'll they'll go find yeah. profit. They'll go find profit elsewhere. Um, well, yeah, I mean it's it's really about um, they're going to have to increase subscription. They said they're going to already in- increase subscription costs again, which yeah. is not. Uh, uh, that's something we're not used to. Um, right. I mean, and it goes across Hulu too. The only thing I would say, Hulu is doing the same thing. They're dropping Why the Last Man, which was, which is something ah, I love the comic. That's a bummer. We really yeah. enjoyed that. That sucks. Um, but I, but I thought in, I had, I thought I had already heard, or 
I, I, I thought I had already heard it had been yanked. So, but it, it was canceled. But well, now it's being now yanked. it's now it's being yanked. So all these yeah, shows, it's like, and I think bad. that's the bigger problem is that in the in the old days, you could say, well, at least they made a video DVD release or a Blu-ray release. They aren't even right, doing that with right. Disney Plus. Just, and I just, looked, it just doesn't exist to go away. Oh, that yeah. show, that show, everything's trash, which was kind of a raunchy comedy. We enjoyed that, but oh well, yeah. bye. Yeah, um, so I don't yeah. I don't know where you're going to be able to ever see these things again because I know people say, oh, bring back digital media, bring to you know, bring back uh, you know physical copies and things like that. I'm like, you know, the audience for a lot of these things is so small they can't right. make a print run small enough to do it. So I don't well, know if there's not, a choice. Not, yeah, not profitably. Yeah. yeah, if it wasn't put out, um, you know, on di- and those those spaces in, in, in particular in any retail store just continue to shrink. Um, and it's not profitable, obviously, to print them on demand because, like you said, they got to do a run. Okay, we're going to make 100,000 of these or a million of these copies of, you know, Wakanda Forever because people want to buy discs. But meanwhile, that space at a Target or a Walmart or a Best Buy just continues to shrink and they're bringing out um, you know, physical, you know, to, they're bringing out, you know, physical items, collectibles and whatever it is, uh, or electronics to, you know, something that you can't, you can't mm-hmm. stream if you don't have something to stream it with or on to. So that becomes more of the focus. So yeah, that's, that's tough. And I certainly hope it's something that this WGA strike resolves um but it, what it will result is in you know less content but that's you know i it can only be supported by people who pay for it to be created which goes right back to the piracy conversation which, exactly. we, don't, which we don't need to have um no, because I, we're very very clear on where we stand on that on this show without a doubt yeah I, and, and i i'm a firm believer if you you if you can if you if something's available to buy buy it If it's not available for purchase, I don't know what you do then. It's like you missed your boat. I mean, but it sounds like they're going to put a lot of this content and sell it to those fast. They call it fast. It's free advertising supported uh, uh, services like to be. Crackle. Uh, Pluto, yeah. Crackle, yeah. Freebie, yes, all yeah, those things. On, freebie yeah. on Amazon. That's cool. Yeah. I, I have, you know, and I know our our, our mutual friend, John, or the original secret friend, he's like, man, I cannot handle commercials. It, You know, it's against my religion, blah, blah. I, gr- I grew up in the industry. I don't care about commercials, and they're even easier to ignore in the modern age by muting your TV and looking at your phone or going to the bathroom just like you did in the old days with commercials. It doesn't bother me none. Um, I, I I don't reach out and embrace it. I don't want the commercial-free version of, you know, Disney Plus and and, and Hulu and, and you know, HBO or, or Max as it is in a couple of days here um, because I still I still enjoy not having commercials, but if it's the only way to watch something, like when we did, yeah. uh, like when we watched Buck Rogers uh, for our Patreons, my Patreon segment of uh, The Facts of Geek Life, it was on Tubi. We watched it that way. The commercials were on and i muted them and i you know i worked on my notes because i was taking notes for our show it just it doesn't matter you know because well, again the bill watching always, a movie yeah. with watching a movie with commercials kind of sucks because that, movies that were never true. meant to be that way so that, that i can understand true. it's like ugh, you know it, but, but, but yeah. if it's the only way you can watch it totally Correct. makes sense so yeah. so we'll, we'll have to stay tuned to see where these things yes, show up absolutely. but i think that is you know if you've got content and you can still sell it in another yeah. way to make money versus hey it's disney plus you're not buying disney plus yeah. for these type of shows exactly you can probably get more money right. out of that still pay people however they need to be paid, right. but you're it's, still making yeah. money off of it. It's just a very firm reminder, and and I should probably go through what's left in my garage um, to hang on to those physical copies, and particularly of older things. You know what I mean? Those old DVDs and stuff. If it's a movie you really love, and, uh, you know, I had this uh, with uh, the movie The Warriors, which is an old, like, neo-gang uh, 
punk mm-hmm. movie from the 70s. Uh, I wanted to watch it because I'm kind of on a New York City kick recently. Tied, you know, because I was sending you earlier this week. This is the real location of Avengers Mansion. And I sent you a screen cap from, from Map or from uh, Google Maps. Or this is the real place where Peter Parker's apartment was. So I'm kind of kicking it about New York City these days. And I wanted to watch that movie used to be available on streaming as a freebie. Now I have to pay to rent it. So I had to come down here into my studio where I have my old discs and find, cause I own the disc and find the disc and watch it on my disc player, which is a huge pain in the ass, but you stop thinking, think, you know, 10, 15 years ago, this is all we had. We just, how quickly we forget that not everything can be available with the one touch of a button. It's, it's yeah, silly. Uh, there's a solution. A lot of people do. They, they basically create a server where they rip their discs yeah. And they put it on, a, a, they basically have it so it can stream yeah. to your TVs. Yeah. Plex, yeah. exactly. You're right. Exactly right. So I did that with a couple of mine because I'm like, I don't want to break out a disc player. I, it, disc player is going to be harder and harder to find. Do you have one available? Yeah. Do you have one set up? So it's like, maybe that's the, maybe it's a good solution to do. And a lot of people do it. And there's some easy ways to do it. If you have questions, it's legal if you own the disc. Oh, you're just having I, it out I would, there. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I dabbled with Plex once upon a time, but maybe you and I could talk about that offline. Yeah, I, sure. I, would, I Absolutely. wouldn't mind doing something yeah. like that. All right, moving on oh within that uh todd the famous death of something that you and i predicted was going to die that would be the star wars cruise the star wars cruise that wasn't a cruise right yeah galactic star cruiser was a unique experiment that yes this came out during bob chapik's reign but this was planned during bye bye years because these things take years maybe even decades to get moving so this was essentially a two-day voyage that really wasn't a voyage where you're going on a galactic star cruiser as a guest. Uh, it was essentially think about this way. Best way to put it this way. This was like being at a Renaissance festival, but for two days as a guest and no one ever broke character and you are part of the story. So it's this like, is everyone's dream. It's, it's like it's a holodeck in Star Trek parlance. It's the absolutely, holiday. absolutely. Yeah. And you do not leave the site. It's all locked in. It, you feel like you're all going into space. You eat your meals. There's a cast that is treating you like a guest who is interacting with you in character. Two mm-hmm. days, all inclusive, everything set. And you are getting a essentially wow. 48 hours of entertainment. There's it, it, nothing else like this in the world. So it's very hard to yeah. say somebody else did it better because nobody else has done this. Well, and they tried it. And um what was the experience like how many people actually got to go like how long was it open like six well, months it, or nine months it was no it was open um 18 months and okay. uh, obviously poor timing because now we were in post-covid we're also in economy's kind of crazy um so it's not exactly a great for aid experience and this is what the problem was it was four thousand dollars for a room right but you could go with four people so, so essentially, you could say for a, a grand for two yeah. days of entertainment with four of your closest friends or family of four, it might be worth it. But if you only had two people, two grand, that's two grand. So it's a that's a big vacation for for two days, without a doubt. And then all the other associated costs. With exactly. Being there and, and this was in Disney in Florida or California. Uh, this is in Disney World. Um, I believe it was in California. I can never keep uh, the, the land versus the world. Oh, straight. here it is. I was totally wrong. Uh, 4,800 
for two adults, six thousand okay. for three adults and one kid. Oh, so I was completely okay. wrong. So, so even more expensive. So, so now we're now we're less uh, skeptical about why it didn't. I mean, that's this. Yeah. You know, April and I do the the Star Trek cruise, which is a week, and the costs are not far off of that. But it's a week. So yeah, it was a cost thing. Um, it was the wrong place, wrong time. Um, right. It was a unique experiment. I know originally it got some negative publicity for what it looked like, and then but the people that went on this gave it really high marks for I mean, that's great Without what it was like but some people said it still didn't feel like it was worth that cost right so uh but there is thoughts that this may turn into more of like more of an experience where you get a meal or an afternoon or something break it out right. so you can still experience it so they can still use the idea of it but make it yeah. more bite-sized so people can experience it maybe 300 bucks for like a premium meal experience like I've done before with places where and that could sure. be something to say I can afford that versus right. like a lightsaber where it's just $300 everybody wants this like we're gonna have an experience and that's worth right. $300 right so we'll see that would be that would be interesting. yeah those costs are pretty crazy so all right cool yeah. uh what else we got Oh, boy. Uh, so we've got some announcements about more uh, Marvel shows coming out when they're coming out. Uh, Loki's coming out in um, October, yes. which uh, is later than I thought it was going to come out. But obviously, that's following Secret Invasion, which comes out next month in right. June. Yes, yes, um, yes. It'll be interesting with Loki how they're going to manage Jonathan Majors, because as of right now, no one is talking about him all. But right. they're hoping maybe that's why by right. October they'll have, they'll have an idea of what they're going to do. Right. with uh jonathan majors either keep him around yeah. or say we're gonna go a different way and by the way king looks different now yeah well you know recasting is done all the damn time uh and, Absolutely. For, and for reasons that are much less scandalous than this yes so, uh yeah. not wanting to pay terrence howard <laughs> um, that, <laughs> that's definitely less scandalous than a guy who who you know is mixed up in, and potentially mixed up in domestic abuse nobody wants yes. to, nobody yes. wants that around so no. um so yeah, so we're getting Echo, uh, which spins off of Hawkeye in November, uh, just after Thanksgiving. Um, but in, in yep. kind of an uncharacteristic move, in a very Netflix kind of move, we're getting, and I don't, I don't know if it's six or eight episodes. Probably they usually do six. I think six. Yeah, they're, they're dumping them all at once, like boom, here we go. And this has raised uh, some speculation amongst the, the the you know the the tail wagging the dog that maybe the show isn't so great uh and as a matter of fact i tagged a second article on here that the bit i called him the big f kevin feige uh reportedly thought the show was quote unreleasable prior to reshoots that's oh, that, no. that that's 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 stone cold coming from coming from the guy who heads up your studio um that that doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence not that obviously no. we're gonna watch it but it's like yeah to to the, the world at large you're taking a a really very unknown character which uh you know to me was introduced in the hawkeye series though to people who are more hawkeye devotees rather who follow the comics i know a guy my, uh, my buddy rob o'neill is a big uh, Hawkeye fan and a Hawkeye cosplayer because he's you know he's mm. an archer that's a hobby of his um I wasn't at all familiar with character um thought she was plenty impressive in Hawkeye Hawkeye was very enjoyable but I wouldn't have targeted that for a spinoff in the slightest and no. th this absolutely convinces me that this is not going to be good you know what I'm saying yeah, and some people said this might be an experiment to see can Disney Plus play around with their release uh, schedule, how they do it. I don't know the benefit to anyone by dropping all episodes at once. Well, because I mean, 
they make they make it kind of plain here, but it's not for a positive reason. Uh, you know, what's suggested in one of these articles is that hey, if we drop everything at once and it sucks, we can move on. We get a week or so of bad publicity. People aren't talking about it for two months. You know, That's talking true. about oh, episode five was so much worse than episode four. You know, you get yeah. people who started and then they're like, oh, this is too crappy. I don't want to keep watching it. Or they watch the whole thing and they grouse about it a bit and then we move on. So yes, it's a, it is a it's a band-aid rip on what could be a shitty show. Unfortunately. Fortunately or unfortunately. Yeah. And, and I think this goes is going to go and you're going to see I think we've heard discussions like there's going to be more more quality over quantity. So there's probably going to have to be some discussions about who really deserves a show versus everybody. Right. Um and then and the frequency when those drop. Exactly, especially when they add in the Fantastic 4 and X-Men and all these characters yeah, then you got I mean, yeah. then it's like, oh, if you have a character that really finds a win, if we don't see them for another four years, <laughs> that's right. kind of frustrating, right? You don't you don't get to yeah. revisit them. Yeah. So ra- so rather to use the films to complement the shows instead of just like, and now we're gonna you know start a whole show averse. And you know the argument is like, well, what if people don't have Disney Plus? Yeah, people have Disney Plus. You know, if you're somebody who is a big Marvel file and you really follow this kind of stuff, yes, you have Disney Plus. You know, yeah. others, I mean, whatever. So you can ultimately now. I think at the point where because the releases will become less frequent, you can ditch Disney Plus for a couple of months if you only like the Marvel or the Star Wars, right? Because those aren't going to come out as frequently. I think because of those things. So then it's like, right. okay, I don't care about the 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 the, the catalog as much as right, some people yeah. do. I um, couldn't I couldn't tell you that that I looked into that catalog, but again, I, I don't have kids at home, so there could be kids that are like, oh, I, especially little little kids say, hey, I want to watch Encanto for the five thousandth time. Hey, that's something that's easy. That again, we talked about not having to deal with discs and stuff. You just well, here's Encanto. Boop, you're not wearing it out the way that. April famously tells me with our daughter when she was a kid, before you know, my stepdaughter before we ever met, that she went through April had to buy the Toy Story tape cassette, you know, VHS tape probably two or three times because it got worn out. You know, so yeah, same thing. There's a kid in this day and age that wants to watch whatever you know what's the uh encanto you know i think even mark has talked about that absolutely you put encanto on for the five thousand time that works but yeah for people like you and me who are like yeah hey i tune in for the star wars or the marvel you know if i didn't already have it set up on it oh i have the, the the bundle it's funny i have that hulu bundle great example i have the hulu disney espn bundle i've never turned on espn because i'm not a sports guy but then again hulu is likely to cease to exist i think that's the latest line because it's getting folded into disney in the u.s as it is elsewhere in the world because yeah. yeah well they said they'll keep that hulu disney plus separately and a combination so you can if you don't oh, want the hulu gotcha. stuff but they'll have one combined and hopefully by doing right. that and you don't need espn anymore you can just get the disney plus and hulu right uh that might save you some money hopefully that's the whole point if it's not you're not saving any money what's the point then anyways but, right so anyway yeah. we will find out about that uh just after thanksgiving if echo and we'll be obviously here to talk about it because we'll watch yeah. it we'll be like um so anyway this uh, this next story kind of ties into something that I'll talk about in the Geek Easy because I started reading The Amazing Spider-Man again. I picked it up with the latest volume. I had read the number one, and this was from back last year. I don't know how often they're publishing. I feel like when I was looking at the dates, because I'm now on issue four or five, which I'll talk about, that it's it's from like maybe 18 months ago. But they're they're talking about issue 26, and there, uh, there's a big nasty spoiler this week. Um, Spoiler alert, 
if you're if you're a reader, but since this was spoiled everywhere, you probably have heard about it, that they're going to kill off, and so weird it's not happening in this character's own title, uh, Amazing Spider-Man is going to kill off Kamala Khan's Miss Marvel character, which makes no sense to me, with that character going to be starring in its own film, on the uh, uh, being part of a, a, a triad of characters that's starring in a film in November. So I, I'm lost on this. What what What's going on? There, there are some rumors. So, yeah, I don't even know if uh, I'm so far a loop of like what who actually has an ongoing series right now. Who doesn't? Because right. yeah, uh, yeah. they keep canceling and then reintroducing the series. Like, I don't know this is probably 80, ASM's third or fourth volume, fifth volume, oh, sixth dude, volume. You're, you are closer to nine or ten. OK, so yeah. they, oh, I, they keep they real, keep, realistically yeah. six or seven, I would say, if you were to go exactly. Back and look at it. Yeah. So you'll see, like, how many more number ones can they do? And right. I think what I've heard with Miss Marvel, they're killing her off to essentially bring her back through Krakoa and then reestablish her as a mutant and also reduplicate her powers that are in the MCU rather than in Biggin, which I think is a huge mistake. Well, you know, and again, I th- this really rubs me the wrong way. So uh, z- the title is currently written by Zeb Wells, and uh, the artist John Romita Jr., who is a heritage ASM artist. He was an ASM artist back in the early 80s, mm-hmm. so big time. But they're teasing this major event in issue 26, which comes out. It's still for a couple of months now, I think. It's not out now, but they're teasing is the most shocking event to happen in Spider-Man in 50 years, referring to the 1973 death of Gwen Stacy. No, no. <laughs> especially what you just described. That is it's complete horseshit. It's Sorry. not even Pardon one of his. Crick. It's not even a Spider-Man character. Right. I mean, I and again, I wasn't around in 1973, nor was I reading Spider-Man comics till, you know, the, the late 80s when I was 10 years old. But that that death was very shocking. And it really did stick, even though we saw. Gwen come back as a clone and die and go back. And then an alt universe version of her uh, was a spider totem who became, uh, you know, spider Gwen or spider woman or ghost spider, whatever it is you want to call her. Who's a major character now that we're seeing in this summer's um, into the guy. Now I can't even remember what they call edge of the spider verse. What is the Spider-Man movie called? It's something's the spider verse movie that comes out in the summer, the animated film, which the, the, the tickets just went on sale. Isn't today. it beyond the spider verse? No, no. enter. Enter was the first movie, I right? I and think this is Into. Oh, God, this is so embarrassing. Uh, you have to look at our movie bracket. But anyway, I'm looking it up right now. Tickets for <laughs> that are on, yeah, tickets for that are on sale, and it comes out in June. And I know tickets for uh, Indiana Jones go on sale on Monday. Uh, and we're not talking about Indiana Jones. Okay. okay. Into was 2018. Yep. Across is 20, uh, the 2023. There we go. And then there is a follow-up movie. I, I, I can't remember what the last movie, because there's another movie following this that already has a title. Into, through, across, out of the Spider Verse. <laughs> yes. So it's like it's uh, kind of like walking through a door into a into oh into a door. No, that's not good. Um, Maybe beyond the Spider Verse, across yeah. beyond. Yeah. So this is um, this is obnoxious in my opinion. You know, they liken it back to what I thought was a really great storyline during one of Dan Slott's runs on Amazing Spider-Man, where Peter Parker died uh, and his cloned body, or no, Otto Octavius died. Uh, and his consciousness was preserved in a little robot that uh, jumped into Peter Parker's body. And that's how we got the superior Spider-Man. And then that ended when a clone body of Peter's then got his consciousness again. And he was, you know, the he was the superior uh, Octo Spider. I, I have a figure on my shelf. Now I can't yes. remember. But superior yes. Spider-Man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So 
and that was good and it was exciting and you got to understand that now 61 year history of of the amazing spider-man there's going to be a lot of these comings and goings but this is it's obnoxious to say that this is a significant death when you just described to me how it's going to be immediately turned around i'm this this sucks that's this, just a yeah. guesstimate but i mean n- yeah. not a character that's this popular beloved is not right. going to stay dead and um I, I just hate that the MCU is changing the comics. Agreed. I don't love it when they do that. I'd rather have them be separate entities and the MCU funnel ideas from yeah. the comics to make right. really make a great version of them. I mean, right. the MCU right. can be a unique version. It doesn't have to. I mean, we got Ultimates uh, Sam Jackson because of that comic. And then they I mean, that's how we got Sam Jackson, not because Sam Jackson was always going to be Nick Fury. It was because they put him as Nick Fury in the right. Ultimates. Right. And it fed that. Yeah. It, really, so. it, it would be, you know, in a perfect world, it would be nice if they could really differentiate the fact that it's two totally different audiences. Um, you know, there's a comics audience that goes to see the movies and then there's just an audience that sees the movies and you don't have to yes. make every, you know, it does not have to be the one size fits all baseball cap. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, with the little snaps on the back. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it would be okay if they would acknowledge that there are two separate audience segments and just kind of let them be, but you know what, because money, uh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to, we're going to be like, Oh, and now you can read more ongoings in the comics about blah, blah, blah. So this is a bummer to me. As I said, uh, in rereading ASM, which I'll talk about, obviously very briefly at this point in the geek easy. Um, I've just really started again, but I, this doesn't fill me with a lot of excitement about Zeb Wells run. But anyway, that's uh, that's that. So that is the end of the news. Todd, time to get out that Fuber app, the Feeble Uber app. Maybe we'll uh, even get uh, we'll even get Madam Web as our driver this time. That was terrifying last time, wasn't it? Uh, we're going down to uh, Skugtown, Nastyville. The Geek Easy awaits. Talk about what we're enjoying. Let's go. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy cover band's plan, and drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. So Charlie kicks it off. I will, and I'll, I'll do a little uh, two step, a little two step here, because uh, I already talked uh, about Amazing Spider-Man in the last segment. Uh, I'm back reading that uh, Zeb Wells, uh, at least his first arc, I thought was pretty. I was even telling April about this. I thought the first arc was pretty awesome. It was a very standard, fair Spider-Man like gang war, gang fighting kind of thing. It was the Tombstone versus the Rose, um, but Tombstone, I don't know, somewhere between his initial appearance, which was in the late '80s, and now he's like hulk level strength he absolutely beats peter parker's face into like a pancake he like puts bruises on him so big that his mask is like bulged out and stuff so it was really weird like he punched him and had him in chains and then was just beating him so that his he had blood all down it was actually quite visceral um but it was kind of an interesting storyline i remember this from the last two things that one i remember and one i don't from the last time i was reading this is that there's an ongoing storyline now tombstone and robbie robertson who's another heritage spider-man character uh grew up in philadelphia together they had a past together um robbie actually ended up doing a, a short stint in jail for not coming forward when they were in their youth and confessing that he watched tombstone commit a murder it's creed three it was it was <laughs> creed three except for tombstone wasn't the hero in this case true um but anyway that was you know well in the past however you calculate time in, in comics for yeah. sure. anyway robbie has a son tombstone has a daughter they fall in love they get married and it turns out through that 
uh, Tombstone and Robbie have made peace, so it's not Romeo and Juliet, thankfully. But uh, Tombstone does capture and just absolutely beat the snot out of Spider-Man and then trick him into ending this gang war between his gang and the Gang of the Rose, who is another 80s heritage a Marvel villain, who's Richard Fisk, who's the son of the Kingpin, uh, who, the, who Tombstone tricks spider-man into capturing him so kind of a cool arc again really weird to see spider-man's face kind of beat to a pulp the other thing that i'm missing and i suppose i can i can dig a little bit and i feel bad for not remembering in one of those issues and like i said i think i'm on four or five um the issue's kicking off mary jane is putting a, a young girl one would assume her daughter to bed and the black cat creeps in into through her window and they have a conversation and i'm like how did i ever miss that mary jane I mean, you could say, oh, this is her niece, but the kid looks just like her. But she and Peter in May in 616 chronology never did end up having a kid, although in other chronologies they had Mayday Parker, who became the Spider Girl, you know, in the um, What If slash MC2 continuity. Remember that from back in the late 80s? Mm. We, we had Avengers Next. Hey, next. And, Juggernaut. Yeah. Juggernaut. Exactly. So I totally, I totally didn't remember that. I'll keep reading, but again, you know, the, the bit that we had with Zeb Wells, uh, you know, and doing this Kamala Khan thing kind of rubs me the wrong way. Secondly, super quick. I did see for the first time ever flipping through playing, kind of playing roulette, trying like, Hey babe, let's watch a movie, you know? And I found 1977's, uh, Smokey and the Bandit with the classic, uh, Burt Reynolds in his laugh. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but Todd was having a fun time singing to me. Uh, Burt Reynolds co-stars Jerry Reed's uh, one of my favorite Eastbound and Down. Got to keep on trucking. And then uh, because he wrote and sang and performed all the songs uh, that you hear. And again, Smoking the Bandit is about two bootleggers that have to get from Atlanta, Georgia to Texarkana, Texas slash Arkansas with a truck full of Coors beer. And I looked into this that <laughs> Coors, Coors beer. Really? That was it? That oh, was God. It. Coors beer only had a survivability of a week even refrigerated uh if not refrigerated it would spoil and be thrown out so that's why the movie had though he had to get there in 28 hours or whatever so it was and super, people it, are just gonna drink the beer like we've got it now we're drinking it all in the yeah, chat i'm just gonna sit down with <laughs> sit down with 50 of them um i actually thought the dialogue was kind of fun and punchy so that really sure. really, really made it stand out to me but finally the real thing that i want to talk about besides spider-man is um on May 4th over on Peacock, which was in the in the series, it was dubbed the cock. I always call it Peacock, but Todd hates that because that didn't a, drop on April 20th. No, or April, this, four, or April 20, 420. Yeah, yeah. 420. That would have been yeah. more sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Todd always ranks on me for calling it Peacock because that was a, that was from 30 Rock. Um, but it's a bupkis uh, starring Pete Davidson. and It is a semi autobiographical take of his life and you know his life in the headlines and especially in the last several years um but it's it's great the show kicks off by saying the following is a dramatization names and people have been changed you know blah 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 and they say you know bupkis you know like the old expression in nothing yeah in, in, in yiddish parlance to mean nothing um the show stars uh Joe Pesci as his, his grandpa, who is unfortunately dying of cancer. Uh, his mom is Edie Falco from The Sopranos and Nurse Jackie, several other things. Pete, of course, is the star. And then it's, you know, it's his sister, who's an actor I'm not familiar with, and his group of friends. But it's all about his misadventures. It's eight episodes long. It all dropped on May 4. And it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic and it's hilarious. 
And uh, some of the stuff is super obvious that it's it's things that actually happen. Like one whole episode is about how he spent Christmas in Canada because he was going to be he has a bit part in a movie where he was excited. It was a Vietnam movie where he was going to meet Brad Pitt and it ends up being Brad Pitt's um, guy. They filmed from behind him when a guy who looks like him when you don't see Brad Pitt's face. Sure. Um, you know, in the final episode, Pete ends up in rehab, and so it's all about that. And the 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 end of it was a was a big shocker. Um, so totally recommend it, Todd. I'm not going to tell Did you. Did Pete die? I can't tell you that. Because I, I can't. Is tell there you a Pete that. stunt double? Like there's a Saddam Hussein stunt double? <laughs> oh well, like well, like the, yeah, exactly. Now I will kill you until you die from it. I would, yeah, I would yes. highly recommend. I would highly recommend going to watch this one. This is you know, Pete Davidson is a wild character. And April turns to me and she says. Pete Davidson is the, uh, if you take away the fame, even looks the same as our son, Nathaniel, who just always managed to get himself into wacky adventures and they look quite a bit alike. So that's funny. Mm. So Pete Davidson is like my son. Really? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I guess the hair thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah the hair yeah. thing and just the, just the, the stuff he got himself in that he's gotten himself in and out of in his youth. Oh my goodness. But anyway, yes. Top recommendation. I would say go watch this. And, so you know, eight, eight segments at 30 minutes each. It's an easy watch. We watch it in a couple of days. So did you ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? I watched a couple episodes, but it's not because that's of exactly what this is, Charlie. This is Curb Your Enthusiasm because that's exactly what Curb it's about Larry yeah. David being Larry David in its hyper uh, hyper, uh, you know, dramatized. Yeah, so dramatized. Just, yeah. I mean, yeah. the things Larry does that is just so dumb and it's like. It's a great show. I mean, it's a fantastic show. And you're like, Larry, don't do it. You're gonna. He's like, you know, Larry's gonna do this thing. Don't do the thing, Larry. And all of all of Seinfeld was an extension of Larry David, wasn't it? Kind of kind of stuff. Larry is George. I mean, that is that was the creation of that. And then yeah, he brought in. There was a really good arc that I just saw at the very beginning because I'm kind of I missed a couple of seasons, so I'm kind of starting from the beginning where I stopped. That show went on forever and didn't it stop and yeah. start as well? Yeah. Yeah, so. exactly. Like Ted Danson plays himself in it. It's like a, a version of Ted Danson that's just hilarious. And, well, it's like uh, yeah. in, in, there was a season in Californication when I've talked about that, where Rick Springfield comes in to play a version, a very dark version of himself. So, yeah, it's just like, oh. Yeah. So, so I would say if you want something fun to watch that you might not remember much, Curb is great. In the yeah. early episodes, though, you can tell it's done on video because it looks horrible when you oh, look at the God. modern seasons look good but it's fine but they you see yeah. like it's because it started like 2001 so and it's still on today now like they have the next oh, seasons coming out really? so it's it's continued God. i don't know of a show that's only had 12 seasons and larry, lasted larry yeah. david has been in the zeitgeist for almost 50 years i mean he's been yeah. around forever so anyway well yeah yeah, I could anyway. go on about it, but a yes, great show. So you watch Career Enthusiasm. It still holds up. It's but it's it's really hilarious. Go watch Bupkis first. It's over on Peacock. Sure. And, uh, sure. I'm, I'm curious yeah. now. Okay. Yeah, definitely go check it out. All right. What do you got? So uh, just one thing for me this week, I was been trying to read more comics and I saw this one that same, popped same. off the Marvel Unlimited app and that is Hellcat. So Hellcat is one of those characters that you've seen before. You probably don't know much about her. She was in The Defenders. I mean, she's got a long history. She was married to Damon Hellstrom and she has pseudo supernatural powers, which I'm not really sure how they're supernatural. I don't know. Uh, But um, she has a long history and she's been around since the 70s. And she has her. I don't know if this is her first solo book or not, but I don't know. No, no, no. um, Well, well, let me ask a question. When was it? 
modern or did you go back a while to find no it? no this is this is not is a brand new uh oh, drop no, yeah, on Marvel Limited. march march 2023 yeah she definitely had a book in the past that i know i i feel like we read and talked about but i at least read it because it was all kind of tangled in with kind of that satirical like she hulk is, became a satirical character squirrel girls a, uh, a satirical character and then so is hellcat so i know that i've read one but like five or ten years ago so yeah, okay. yeah, not the first time around, so, but yeah. But anyway, so this is a new series just start uh, launched on March fifteenth of twenty twenty three. So now it's free on Marvel Unlimited, so you can read it there. Uh, and um, it's by penciler Alex Linz. Christopher Cantwell uh, is the writer, and apparently she became a big part of Iron Man. Like she dated Tony Stark, and they had a relationship most recently. So mm-hmm. it's coming out of that where basically they kind of. Uh, reintroduced her again to the world. Uh, she's now living on the West Coast, living in a demon house haunted by the ghost of her mother. And that's the thing. It's kind of a, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, but she's basically in this one, she's being accused of murder. Um, they find a person basically mutilated and they think she did the crime. She escapes. Um, she's trying to find somebody that can help her to solve her innocence. And she goes to, you'll love this, Charlie, deep cut sleepwalker remember sleepwalker Ooh, that marvel from character the, from the 90s sleepwalker yes. dark hawk speedball yeah. from the new warrior oh all the new warriors too damn yeah so sleepwalker was a guy who essentially would fall asleep and his alter ego the sleepwalker his character which was essentially yeah. yeah green guy would uh kind of like dead man or one of those type of characters would right. go out and like fight the supernatural and things like that well their sleepwalker is in this in a unique way. And then uh, Damon Hellstrom actually shows up in this as well. So it's a fun book. And, and Patsy is not exactly in great mental health. She's got a lot of issues, but she's just trying to make it through. But obviously being, uh, you know, I guess, you know, get, having a murder that you might be accused of that you didn't do Whoops. isn't going to help your mental state. No but um, I only read the first issue because that's all that's there. But yeah. I liked it. I thought it was nice. like, hey, it's a character that I didn't know much. It didn't take me much to get up to speed. I thought the the art was good. The story was told yeah. well told in a one, you know, 23 page uh, setting. I think it was pretty, pretty interesting, especially if you're if you've never checked this character out. So I don't know if this will last very long, because quite yeah. honestly, Stuff if I'm doesn't. only checking yeah. out on Marvel Unlimited and I was just barely interested, I don't know how people are picking oh, it up where? off the yeah. shelf exactly. or buying it digitally. So um, right. that's a challenge with a character that is probably good, but um, probably won't get a fair shake. Yeah, I, uh, it's funny, single issues uh, there was, and Tidy even shared it on our Discord, and I was aware of it months ago, but the, the current issue of the present run of Iron Man was a flashback to the West Coast Avengers, when I was like, oh God, I really want to read this, I don't want to wait, and I did I did pre-order it digitally, and I read it this week, and it's the, it's the first like two pages of it, and then it's still set in the 80s, the rest of the story, yeah. but the but the West Coast Avengers are not in the rest of the story, so I'm like, no, bastard, no. you got me, because that's that's my favorite Avengers title of all time, which I've talked about before, so anyway, well, that's cool, yeah, so it was more of a serious take, less of a satirical take, not like correct, it's not the tongue-in-cheek, goofy, yeah. uh, making jokes, uh, yeah. you know, self-referential, very, this yeah, is a yeah. standalone story about her, and it's, I don't know, they'll probably resolve this part and it'll go elsewhere. But yeah, I gotcha. liked where they brought in some extra characters. I'm like, I know that guy. It was like yeah. the Leonardo DiCaprio guy with yeah. the, the meme. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, pointing at the TV. Um, exactly. Well, that's cool. I like that, and I, I love I, I love things that dig into the, the old-timey character. So, yeah, I'm curious what Squirrel Girl's doing these days, kind of title-wise, because that's one that my wife really loves it, and we subscribe to it, and it was not long after um, – the whole, you know, uh, war of the the uh, war of the realms or whatever that that thing that we read that was like uh, exhausting. That I think Squirrel Girl kind of went away for a while. Meme character kind of like you know just was at a time a yeah. it thing and then right. yeah it's kind of like oh okay. It was it would like to be sharps you know the uh, the the uh, what's hot and what's not issue came out and are we hot? We are not. That's what happens. <laughs> all right well cool that does wrap up our time in the geek easy time to skip out on that bill yet again i can't believe that they actually still let us in here but you know what whose fault is that definitely not ours uh gotta get out that air Qantas app time to get our coach tickets down to the land down under uh fame and fortune awaits in the thunderdome tina and the mutants want to hear all about our take on this fantastic movie let's go We're sitting in the Thunderdome where the mutants have been gathered for a topic or game to be entertained. This week we're talking Fast X. So thank you, Tina, for letting uh, your mutants be subjected to this movie uh, discussion. I got, I got pretty Riley about it. So, oh, Todd, now this is a series, this is a classic one that you said maybe a couple of years ago and you heard me talk about it and our, our former collaborator, uh, Rich, with this was another one that we talked about when Fast 9 came out. Was it two summers ago back in the summer of 21 21 uh, yep yeah it was the last time the one of these came out and that's kind of when i and this is one that like my mom really loved it and th- this series goes all the way back to i think 2001 so i think that this is entirely a franchise of the 21st century but we're up to the 10th film fast x which was dubbed by uh, the wags over uh, on one of my favorite other podcasts that do go on folks fast 10 your seatbelts. i'm sick i think that everybody's called it that way no, no no i think they coined it but anyway yeah what it really was as you put in here was aquaman versus Groot, the movie i should say aquaman aquaman because alan richmond was aquaman oh well, we'll we'll put a Z in there. Aquaman's. Aquaman's. Is, is that a good compromise? All right. What are the uh, what are the what are the specifics here? Let's break. Okay. It down. Here's 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 your 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 hard cold facts about Fast X. Budget of three hundred forty million dollars just to make the movie. But obviously, you've seen the advertisements are everywhere. They are right. probably doubling that in uh, marketing yeah. globally. It's, it's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So directed by Louis Leterrier, who has made, I think he was like the transporter director, things like that. So he's the guy you get when you can't get the guy you really want. Um, we yeah. were barely um, Frenchman. Didn't he direct uh, the Ed Norton Hulk or am I thinking somebody else? It might. Yes, I believe it was yeah. <laughs> Louis Leterrier. Who did. Yeah. So part of the MCU. But Fast yeah. X is not part of the MCU, folks. Sorry. Uh, uh, they, we're not going to get they, into that. They'd like to be. But anyway. Yes. Uh, then the cast. Holy cow. Oh, and by the way, Justin Lin was going to be in, involved in this movie. He quit like halfway through. <laughs> That's <laughs> never out. a good sign. Yeah, never a exactly. good sign. But he's got he gets credit, though, for the screenplay, right. which I wouldn't put my name on that. I'd put right. like what 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 is the fake name you put on? George um, Glass. <laughs> there you go. Put George Glass on it, not your name, because you don't want to be known as this. Uh, right. but we got Vin Diesel, uh, a.k.a. Groot, Michelle Rodriguez, a.k.a. Tough Latina, Tyrese Gibson. 
aka Model Man, Chris Ludicrous Bridges, aka Rap Tour, uh, like a rap, rap actor. Rap, no, no, no. <laughs> I thought it was Rapster. Oh, that's no, just oh. No, or rap, rap guys. Rap guys well, is better. It's, 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 well, it's now it's a Rap Tour because a rap right. actor. Uh, did, John yeah. Cena. Peacemaker, uh, Nat- Natalie uh, Emmanuel, which is the Game of Thrones lady that mm-hmm. fell in love with the uh, worm. Uh, Jordana Brewster, uh, she's Vampire Cop co-star, which was a TV credit in the Rookie Feds. I she like, was it. She was in a show <laughs> called the. It was a TV movie like miniseries called the Sixties. Back sure. in like the early two thousands, that that's the first time I think I ever saw her in anything. But. She was in the she was in the faculty. That was her breakout film. She was oh, supposed to be the, the big thing. Yeah, it, and yeah. nothing ever happened. Yeah, she's basically yeah. been uh, a Fast and Furious actress. Uh, right. Then Sung Kang, uh, he was the fifth brother in Obi Wan. Right, right. Um, Scott Eastwood, the son with no name, like the man with no name, because Clint Eastwood's son. Uh, we don't know what he's done. Right, exactly. exactly. Danielle Melchior, Rat Catcher two. Oh, uh, that's who that. she was. Okay. Uh, Alan Richmond, Jack Reacher, and oh, formerly Aquaman was, on the CW. He was too tan in this movie. To oh, be God, yes. Why was yes. he so tan? I didn't his like timer it. didn't go off, Charlie. I guess I didn't like it. It really bugged me. His his scruffle beard and his tanness were distracting yeah. me. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he was also in Hawk from Hawk and Dove. Uh, yeah, Helen yeah. Mirren. Oscar Lady Fast, because you know Fast and Furious. So that's she's she's a lady. She's been she's, knighted, and she's, yes. br- yeah, bringing the credibility. Brie's, Brie Larson, uh, her role in this was just I, I didn't I didn't get her I didn't get her whole vibe. It was very uh, bizarre. <laughs> Captain Marvel. She was also playing yeah. Mister Nobody's daughter. No, Mister Nobody was Kurt Russell. Right. There you go. Uh, then we had Rita Moreno. Egot showing up in this for no reason that she was the grandma. Right, your grandma's coming out. So which one of the which one of the letters does she get for being in this movie? <laughs> oh my god best grandma the the g is for grandma charlie great no that'd be gg greatest grandma okay uh and then jason statham he's in between meg gigs <laughs> uh, jason momoa aqua drago so drago cold drago and then charlize throne oscar furiosa because she oh got an oscar goodness. and she's furiosa so you know i what? think we've no, we've handled no. this well no white dreadlocks. That was it. There was no, a big no. plus. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I'll just give you this for anybody who's new to the Fast and Furious, like me. I only saw five, and that's the only move I've seen. Right, because it, so, it, yeah. it ties right back to this one. Exactly. So, was, so yeah. Good, so good do, getting you back to speed. Dom Toretto and his team are requested by the agency to steal a computer chip during its transit in Rome. Dom and his wife Letty Ortiz stay behind with his son Brian, little B Marcos, while the rest of the team travel to Rome. Wait, who's Marcos? Who's, uh, Dom is Toretto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, Little B's biological mother is the older sister of Ratcatcher Girl. You probably didn't catch oh, that. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, and she yeah. has the last name of her mother? I guess so. I That's think. interesting. I don't, you know, okay. add, add us over at Secret Friends You on Twitter if we've got it wrong. But that is because kind of, we, April and I have watched all the movies because my mom was a fan and somehow got us into watching them, which is so weird. Well, um, had it happen between five and 10. Yeah, <laughs> it did. No, well, I mean, look how young the kid is because I think the yeah. movies are supposed to happen in real time ish. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know when five happened when he met her. Not, I didn't know they were that tight. To be honest, I couldn't remember that they were I mean, romantic at all. That's not even taking into account that, you know, Letty had a, a supposed death and then came back from the dead, but him to amnesia. Was, was, were he and Michelle Rodriguez on a break? I, that's what I'm talking about. Letty, oh. appar- Letty, who's Michelle Rodriguez's character, apparently died. Oh, okay. Very fuzzy. She was gone for a while. She came back, but had amnesia and she was bad. And she got her memory back. Uh. And she and Don got married. But the kid, I think he had with 
the older sister of the rat catcher actress girl who's in this movie. I'm, I'm yes. like I said, Twitter, please bring me up to speed. <laughs> Charlie, um, I believe you. I think that's I true. We'll go on. I, I, I think uh, that's correct. Yeah. So while the rest of the team is going to Rome to do this heist uh, that night, a wounded cipher who is uh, is Charlize Theron arrives yep. at Dom's house, informs him that Dante Dante Reyes, who is the son of drug lord Hernan Reyes, has turned her crew against her and is using them to target Dom in revenge for his father's death. Little nobody takes Cipher into custody. Who that is? Uh, Scott Eastwood. Well, little nobody is. Well, yeah. um, Mr. Nobody, Mr. Nobody is Kurt Russell, who doesn't. Well, yes, I sit, thought Little Nobody was uh, not appearing in this film. Little Nobody is Scott Eastwood. The sister is. No, no. Little, little Nobody is Alan Rich, Richmond now. Oh, yes, because he's nobody now. OK, no. all right. No, Scott Eastwood, just Scott Eastwood. Oh, OK. Yeah. I, I thought that was supposed to be Kurt Russell's character son. So nope. I got that wrong. Nope. OK, nobody, because he's still the head is called nobody. So, yeah, takes life from custody, but reveals there is no mission in Rome. So there we go. You're up to speed as far as yep. I was, because I didn't see these movies. Right. Uh, this is tying everything back. And it's like the one last the one last score. Uh, they're going to get these chips. Every and- movie starts with. One let this is it. I mean, the la- in the last movie you had Letty and Dom living in the country somewhere and raising their kid, and then the crew came along and they were like, "Ah, oh, we got this one last score down in Honduras or something," and they're driving around in jeeps and blah blah blah, and then it turns into a whole thing. And John Cena was the villain in that one because he was Don's long lost brother. And in the time in between, now that he and Dom have made up, now now Uncle Jacob is tight with Little B, and which is why they have their their arc in this film. So anyway. Everybody becomes friends. Enemies everybody always becomes, become friends. Well, everybody becomes family. But you can't, you know, family, according to this, is the opposite of Pokemon. You cannot save them all. That's kind no, of where, you that's where we end up, yeah. And there's family members that I didn't even know they were family. So, I, you right, know, exactly. the, the, the racing scene in Brazil with the one guy that was his, right. which was part of the family that right. I don't remember him. I'm sure he was in a movie uh, that and I didn't see. Never forget, they will continually find ways to infer that Paul Walker's character, Brian, is alive and a part of things. Correct. They Correct. will work and very, his, very hard. And his daughter apparently was involved in this movie some way, but I don't remember how. Yeah. So there yeah, you yeah. go. Uh, so so Charlie, so um, you know, there's a lot of plot in this movie because it seems like 85 things are always happening. We've got subplots, things are going here, things are going there. Um, right. we've got random cars just showing up how they show up uh, very fast, very furiously arriving. Um and these are supercars. These are like everybody has a kit. Right. And that's kind of what it is. I mean, Dom's car in particular, you know, during the maybe the end of the second act or the beginning of the third act, when um, he and little nobody, uh, basically Jack Reacher, have teamed up and he kind of he he drops the car out of the back of a C-130 or whatever it is. And it lands on two other cars, pancaking those cars. But Dom's car is completely intact. I mean, it's it's spectacular. And his car always has a hidden grappling hook. And there's always plenty of NOS because you flip it, you flip the switch and oh. So, so much, much nitrous oxide. Oh, yes. So much NOS. But yeah, yes. it's absolutely it's absolutely incredible. So I mean, yeah, you're right. I don't know where to go with this. I okay, mean, you, I yeah, I put some yeah, plot you, points down there, Charlie. Because I yeah. talked, I called out some yeah, yeah. dumb things. I and by sure. the way, folks, um, I'll be honest. If you love these movies. Take it for granted that I'm just having fun with them because I don't we're t- have a connection to these we're characters. We're totally having fun. And again, I've April and I, at one point or another, have seen all the movies, and we absolutely take it for what it's worth. If you're a Patreon, you've listened to our 
uh, Bad Trip to the Movies with the Cardins, the show that April and I do together. We like sending up movies and having a good time. But I'm also a very firm believer in I never want to yuck anybody else's yum. If you are a steadfast, diehard lover of these films, please just take us that t- take this. What we're going to talk about is just that we're having a good time. But love yes. what you love. Absolutely. We are not absolutely not being honestly critical because we are just we're just having fun. And some people have like an emotional experience. Maybe they went with their father or their kids exactly. or something. And it's a point in your life. I totally get that. But you have to imagine from my perspective, I'm like, right. I'm just going in as a guy who as judging this movie for what it is, not right. your emotional connection to it. So that is Correct. so yes. Correct. Yes. So, so with that out of the off. way, yes. Charlie. Yes. yes. So so the first big plot point is the team has to uh, so Dom has to help and Letty have to leave to save the team. Uh, all these things have happened uh, because Dante, apparently, Aquaman, who had yes. none of his dad's money, apparently was able to secure a lot of money and he got a lot of tech from Cypher to essentially be the mastermind who is crazy. He is like the Joker from Batman 66. That's the best way I kind of configured it. Well, it's so, it's interesting that you mentioned that because at one point they're going through his dossier and it reads almost exactly like Jack Napier's dossier from Batman 89. Oh, he's got an aptitude in science and chemistry, but he's socially unstable. And I'm like, he's, he's Jack Nicholson is the Joker. That's 100%. Oh, I thought he was like more like Cesar Romero. Exactly. And cross with Cesar Romero because yeah, he goes back and forth between acting very effeminate and then acting very devilish and scary and malicious. And he's got his nails painted funny and he's just very, he's very non-binary, very fluid with his gender. He's fine with being, and he's goofy and funny. He's a sociopath because he's sitting there at yeah. one point with two dead bodies and talking to him. Oh, and- God, that was that was that part was actually like, whoa, yeah. they went there with that fat guy's face. Yeah. So it definitely yeah. this movie was all over the way, all over the place in tone. Big time. That I didn't get. I didn't get the tone shifts because at times they're like, I this is not even feasibly like reasonable to ever happen but then we were going to be take it seriously like we're angry at people and i'm going to get you and and then at times it was just silly and goofy too were they intentionally trying to be silly and goofy here's here's the real test and i've been practicing the last couple days give me your very best vin diesel it's all about family that's horrible. You have to no. You have to talk. And again, this this is a benefit if you're on YouTube. You have to you have to look up. Maybe turn your heads up three quarters of the way. You have to squint, and you have to move your head very slowly left to right, backwards and forwards. And I noticed one point. Yeah, there you go. When he was walking out, he had he was. You can't see me because I'm sitting down. But he had his arms. He had his hands balled up, and then he looked like the strong man as he's walking, like. And he was mad because he had found out that you find out that Alan Richardson's character has double crossed him and uh, it is working with Aquaman. So, yeah, the Aquaman become the Aquaman squad at the end. I mean, the conclusion of this film is spectacular, but we don't have to jump there real quick. No, no. And it's funny because you talk about I think Vin Diesel's kryptonite is sleeves. Right. (laughs) The dude never wears sleeves. Well, you have to you have to see the meat display. It has to be the you have to you have to be at the gun show. But yeah. All right. Well, let's let's blast through some. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the bomb and the pinball bomb. Oh yeah, so 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 uh, Dante is controlling. Uh, basically, this th- there was no chip; it was yep. actually a bomb in this truck. Now they have captured the people and locked them in the uh, big truck that's holding this bomb. They right. find it. this bomb is 
comedically large and looks like something that Batman would be carrying out of the facility <laughs> in Batman 66. Oh my god. You, oh my god, it keeps coming back to that. Yes. Oh my, I'm going to go I'm going to watch I'm going to watch that movie later because I think it's I think it's a spiritual cousin. So yeah, you see you see the bomb very comically roll through the streets of Rome. Dom manages to stop it so it at least ends in the Tigra in the river. When it blows up the damage is minimized, but then it becomes enemy number 1 and he's on the run and the whole team is on well, the run cuz yeah, the rest the Charlie, team. I've got yeah. to go back to that that, oh, that bomb though, yeah, because yeah. it was like ping pong. It was like pin pinball or ping pong yeah, run with into Dom's it car. Once yeah. again, his car is like more powerful than physics itself, right? Like I was talking about when it was pancake and things was getting dropped yeah. out. It was it was yeah his it's car. Yes, yeah. I mean it was it's just it's just absolutely unbelievable. So yeah, we do that. The whole team then has to retreat to London, which is uh, because they're trying to get access to the God's Eye, which is the the super piece of tech, and that was from a prior. Film. Oh, and Letty gets yeah. tossed in jail because she's the yeah, only one that yeah, gets she, found yeah, out by the agency. Caught. And then yeah. when, when she's in jail and it's, it's at an agency black site um, and then she's in jail with Charlize Theron, who was, you know, also had her injuries healed. And then the two of them have a super big fight, but then they figure out they're on the same side when Letty goes up the panel and opens the hatch, but they're in the Arctic. So they're obviously they're not going to escape. But Charlie, the best part of that whole sequence is when um, <laughs> uh, when Brie Larson comes in to talk to Letty and does the you know what you never let anybody talk to a prisoner never yeah. letting because 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 yeah, they're Charlize always going to give them something they're always going to yeah, give so them so she, she, whatever she punches her with this like thing that stabs her and she allows her to basically get out of there but they say the one thing that i just love and i'm like no one ever says this when they're talking to each other because um it's the, it's being masked what they're saying yeah uh, letty goes to shalice Game recognizes game. No one says that crap. They, it's they, horrible. They, they do in the movies and, and, <laughs> and things that are otherwise. Yeah, nobody really says that shit. Nobody ever recognized somebody else's game. You know what? People, pe- people are too insecure. They're too insecure recognize somebody else's game. But yeah, anyway. Okay, so the, the apart from that, the main gang is in London. That's when we get... Back again to Bupkis, Pete Davidson. This guy is in everything. He really does, and it's funny because Bupkis was reflective of that. He has a lot of different roles, and one of the episodes talks about his basically him filming this bit, uh, or the episode is kind of based around that. And it's it's uh, and it's very fast. The episode is very fast and furious centric because there's a whole segment, there's a whole sequence in there. But I won't spoil it for you. But yeah, he runs a cyber cafe, which is still a thing. It has that, a fax machine, yeah, and yeah. and the, the the gang needs it, but at least into a fight between uh the, the raptor luda and the other dude what's it roman roman, roman. Yeah, so yeah they have a fight that i don't understand that roman at the end of it throws dust at people i think that's from wrestling or something but yeah oh, they, they don't even go. have a real fight because it looks like they're doing slap fight yeah exactly they're they're potentially like capable fighters so and, i don't yeah. get it and then they and end then, up they end up hugging it out at the end so it's yeah and then um the the one guy I forget what his name is um it's um Oh, Sung Kang, that actor oh, yeah, he yeah, plays yeah. Uh, Han. He's Han. Han. Yeah. Han he, he, so who's supposed to have been dead and died? And yes, I, he, well, and you find out the second one is actually the fifth one because Tokyo Drift one is set in the. It, it's a whole it's thing. so anyway. late. Yeah. So part of that Pete Davidson bit is he like is going to charge them for the snacks. And by the way, there's muffins that are leaked, leased with you know right. probably cannabis or something. So I call them skunk muffins. And then you've got Han takes a bite anyways, and he starts seeing things. I'm like. What was the point of that? It was like 
is that like somebody's one point to be funny Pete davidson yeah it didn't it didn't it didn't really go anywhere so let's talk about uh john cena's role in this now again he was a villain in the last one yes and uh, they obviously, at the end of it, he joined the squad. Now, he's charged with taking care of Dom's son. Uh, yes. and, and in doing this, now, this was my favorite part. In doing this, they have to get on a plane where they, you know, they're going overseas to escape the agency. But in order to escape the plane, um, when basically you see John Cena walking onto the flight, he's got, he's carrying what oh, you're- kayak. Yeah. You're assuming it's a kayak, but it's stored perfectly in- this commercial airline, which uh, also has a bomb door, a la you know, Dr. <laughs> Strangelove. And Absolutely. When, when they open it, as they get in it, um, they're able to power it by uh, having a couple of uh, little cocktail bottles, which can help them create. With vodka, yeah. Yeah, with vodka. And then basically what drops out is it's akin to those weird little planes you see in the first Captain America movie that they're able to, like I said, they're able to bomb drop out of a commercial flight and then fly to the ground. Has wings that deploy rocket yeah. engines. Um, but, yeah. you know, you, you got to remember that obviously Jacob, Jacob's, Jacob Toretto, uh, John Cena's character, was a, a super criminal and, and tech guy or whatever. But again, yeah. Um, so um, I was going to say onto that because I, I, I really want to say that John Cena and Jason Momoa were the best parts of this movie. Without a doubt. I mean, Jason Momoa just knew what he's in for. He's like, I'm just going to go I'm crazy, gonna, do whatever. I'm chew that scenery. And same thing exactly. with Cena. Just oh, yeah, like in, just it. like in just like in Peacemaker and what and what really made that great. So okay, so um, we're we're inching ever closer to the third act. Uh, Dom is Dom uh, the the last one before he finds out. Sorry that that uh, Jack Reacher is betraying him, which I mentioned uh, because he and I, he and the other Aquaman are in league. We get Dom and they're down in uh, this is not when they're in Rio. What's the what's the final setting uh, of the third act? Now I can't remember. I don't know. There's somewhere. Well, there's so I, I think it's back in Rio because oh we're back we're probably all was probably and, was yeah yeah Dom has this car that is as I mentioned earlier is able to slide out the back of a, a cargo plane or a C one thirty or the like smash two other cars and this is also where two helicopters try to take him down but he's able to from jumping from one uh one highway to a subsequent highway lower fling them into each other um at this point Jason Momoa's character has kidnapped. Dom's son, but Dom is able to sidle up to the side of him, and 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 his son is able to jump over back into Dom's car. So Dom and his son end up together at the top of a dam, where Momoa's like, "This is where I wanted you all along." Because two fuel trucks, which are remote controlled, smash together and make the dam explode. But at that same exact moment, Dom jumps the car and flies down the dam as the flames are found. This has got to look great in IMAX. I didn't see it in IMAX. The flames following him, and then they jump off at the end, and the car is able to land in the water. Oh, Charlie, even better yeah. that, though. As the car is almost on fire, what does he need to do? Put on the nitrous ox, the extra Put supply the he has. The NOS, which is not flammable. That's great news. No, and then right? he doesn't blow up. He's blowing the flames up, and they are going away from him. So flames can become <laughs> infl- can can become reverse flammable. He blew up the flames. He yeah, blew up the flames. I knew yes. this. So, yeah, they launch in, and then, you know, we're right at the end, and, uh, you know, they pull themselves out. Oh, and also, I'm sorry, the rest of the crew is arriving, but that's when we find out that Alan Richardson is the bad guy because he launches a missile, and there he hits their C-130, and it goes over. Over the side of a mountain where it explodes and yes. also i'm sorry the same thing also happened to john cena's character so we think he might be dead because he exploded in order to help dom and son escape um so 
it looks like all is lost. Aquaman says he's going to blow up the da- the dam, and and Dom and Son are standing there. Then we flash back to the Arctic, um, and Charlize Theron and Letty are finally walking away. They they, they got suited up and they're walking the Arctic. And uh, I, and this this is brought from another movie because they've had this before. An Arctic submarine pops up, and the door flips open, and boom! It's Gal Gadot's character who supposedly died in a previous film. She was romantically involved with Han. And she supposedly died in a car crash in that film. But here she is working for Shalir's Theron and boom, credits roll. And got a nuclear sub. And got Where a nuclear sub. Where the hell sub. did she get that from? I called it a not-so-invisible sub because, like, Wonder Woman. Yeah, but, exactly um, correct. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So cred- credits uh, roll on this two-hour and 31-minute film. Wow. A lot of stuff. I don't know how many times I laughed in this movie, but I laughed more than I probably were supposed to. April um, and I, because op- yeah, we openly heckled, and I told you we were in row three, three or four, and in the row in front of us, there were two guys who brought their own Coors beer and were drinking it, and they oh, were from Smoking the Bandit. How do they? And then I went home and watched Smoking the Bandit. It was very subliminal. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, we were, you know, we we were openly heckling this movie. And again, we saw it at like five fifteen on Thursday, so it, the, the theater was very empty. And so I I don't believe that we were disturbing anybody. But we had way too much fun watching this movie. And it's it's okay. I think it's okay. I think that's the, what it should be. We were entertained without a doubt. Yes, because I did not laugh at the parts that they wanted you to laugh at. Uh, because they're not, because they're not funny. They weren't funny. And right. then I laughed every time something was supposed to be over dramatically serious or like so intense. So it was supposed to be like riveting. Right, right. And I nope. just like I, I, I just couldn't stop laughing because I'm like, this is the dumbest thing out of the world. Or the shots they made, the, the slow motion or the yeah. jumping from car to car or, or when John Cena died. I'm like, that is the least believable like you know like touching death i've ever seen in my life it completely lacks any substance or drama uh in the way that they wanted to it's just it's it's just it's cartoonish you know it's but again you know call it what it is and that is uh that is subtracting as you said at the beginning uh anyone's personal emotional involvement like oh my you know my dad loved these movies and you know he, he died during COVID or something and it's very sad and so when i go to see these movies you know I think of my dad or, you know, they deserve what? better. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but, um, I will say of this Todd, without a doubt, I was entertained. Um, I don't know if I was entertained by the things and in the fashion that potentially the producers wanted us to be, but in the end of it, they got my money and they'll continue to get my money because, you know, April and I will go see fast 11 because this is, and I read this earlier this week. This is the first part of a three part story. Well, that's not been confirmed by anybody except for Vin Diesel. I think he's trying to pull a. Oh, he's trying to pull a, a rock. rock. Oh, Todd, we didn't even say that that <laughs> oh, was one no. of the stingers. We're bringing well, back well, one stinger, right? Yeah. One stinger. Yeah. yeah. We're, he, he uh, you know, we saw uh, Statham's character of Shaw. He Shaw, and then we saw the uh, Dwayne Johnson's character of Hobbs. So they're both back in the mix, even though there is very public uh, on screen bad blood between diesel and Dwayne Johnson. Um, but he's bringing his character back. So <clears throat> we could look at a, at a, yeah, but again, yeah. If Vin Diesel is coming back and trying to be, you know, the rock saying, Oh, black Adam is the beginning of everything for DC. And then when that movie, you know, S to the bed, um, 
it was not. So I don't know that I would say this movie really s the bed. Uh, domestically, we're looking at maybe sixty million, uh, but these things overseas are are indestructible. They're big, yeah, yeah, just like the Transformers movies. You know what I mean? So um, I, I just uh, you know I don't know. We would have to sit down with a flowchart to look at the previous nine movies to see what those they really peaked at like, like uh, they peaked at seven. Okay. Oh, as far as and then they they're on a Budget, downward, yeah. downward trajectory. Okay, so yeah, I, I have little doubt that there'll be another one because I think people still really enjoy him and they like you know. And there's such a focus on this of being like it's you know it's this is the Mister Worldwide of films. You know, they're oh we're in Rio and then we're in the Antarctic and then we're in Korea or back in L.A. and then we're doing this thing. So they try to make it a global affair, uh, focusing obviously on a global audience. So you know. Uh, in the end of it, Todd, I, I think it's almost pointless for us to try to rate this because we can't really we can't really rate it along the trajectory of the way we rate other films. No, you cannot because you know, I mean, yeah, yeah this because yeah, it's this is not dumb fun for me. This is like just dumb, and yeah. I found some, my own entertainment. This movie did not entertain me in the way that I wanted to be entertained. I entertained myself through what they pro- provided. I would I would still label it as dumb fun. In essence, that it's it's very stupid, uh, thematically speaking. But we had a blast watching it, and you know, you know, maybe it was the experience of watching it with another person. Who April and I have a focus on seeing movies all the time, and, and sometimes it's the dumber the better. Like, ah, oh, you know, it's date night. We go out, we have dinner, we go see a dumb movie, and then we have fun talking about it. But this is an airplane uh, film, if anything. This, this is the, this yeah. that's the best. I mean, is it an airplane or, film? Yes, or, it's an airplane film. To quote a Simpsons parlance, it's a movie for a rained out ball game. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Something to put on because there's nothing else to put on uh, back in the days when they w- that's all there was. So, yeah. all right. So, um, yeah, I think that ca- any final thoughts before we wrap it up? You know, Charlie, um, if if you wanted to have fun with this movie, I think it's really the drinking element, which I could not do in a theater because I did not bring any Coors Light but, with me. Oh, the Coors Light? Yeah. Exactly. But this would have been perfect to be like every time they said family, take a drink because you would have been bombed and just enjoying anything at that point. You you might not have walked out of the You might have have had Dom have to come pick you up and then drive drive you home. Yeah. And I do love the movie began uh, in the parking lot of Dodger Stadium with Dom teaching his son to do doughies in broad daylight. And the kid is like 10 years old. So, yeah, that's cool. He's above the law. We're good. I mean, he's always been an outlaw, right? So I guess I guess that ends up. Being yeah, good. that's the thing. It's like in this now, yeah. this squad is a team, and it's like they're like yeah. used by the government. I just don't right. understand it. And that that happened quite some time. Oh back. yes, <laughs> I love the thing. that's why my last part was like Dom says, "You didn't take my car." Oh <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I'm like what? You oh did my one god! Thing. I love it how your Dom Toretto sounds like Batman. <laughs> you didn't take my car. Sure, it's almost as good as uh, what's her name? Uh, Gamora's or not Gamora? Um, Gamora's sister. Um, oh, Nebula. Name. Nebula. Nebula's voice. Why did anybody? Nobody complains about Nebula's voice. Nebula's voice is just as bad as Batman's voice. Talking right. like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Uh, we will leave this without rating because it it truly cannot be defined in my opinion no. but with that uh todd we do draw to a close thank you friends as always for joining us we do want to thank our patreon supporters one more time please visit us at patreon.com slash secret friends unite to check out our offerings we would love to have your support uh 
in that fashion if you'd like to hear more content. But if you don't, please give us a rating, presumably five stars, if you continue to listen to us on a streamer of your choice. We do see that, and it does help make the show more visible. Todd, where do people find you out there? At Teoxtra is my main place just to check out what I'm up to. Um, I do want to call out the fact that our YouTube page, though, check it out. Our YouTube videos are great. I love them. And this episode of number 300 or 100 for the uh, for Code 47, I made the craziest video I could ever come up with because I had five people, lots of screens. So it looks like the Brady Bunch. And oh, my goodness, uh, it's a lot of fun. So check it out. I will admit, and we had a great time making that. And a special thanks to Todd uh, for helping me out that and assist with that one. We had an audio glitch early on, and Todd fixed it. So we did have to post the episode twice. Uh, I have not yet watched the YouTube video because it is it is very long. It was me and four other people doing a uh, head-to-head bracket uh, challenge, which, again, was Todd's idea of the, the top Star Trek episodes of all time spanning the series. So it's pretty fantastic. Please check it out. Plug, plug, plug. But... Uh, you can find me, uh, over on Twitter at the C3 is my handle. Spell it out. Uh, my wife, April, and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey. It is the, one of the largest chapters of the international Star Trek fan club, uh, in the world and, uh, here in the States in particular. Uh, I also run region 13, which is Michigan and Eastern Canada. I just got a promotion last night. All of us regional coordinators now have the rank of Commodore. So you're talking to, uh, the Lionel Richie of SFI right here. I am the Commodore. Very proud to represent Commodore. She's a brick house. But anyway, uh, find us on a website, uh, find us across socials and at uh, a website of thereabouts name. If you're a Trekker and would like to be connected with other Trekkers in your community, I am happy to help. With that, I will say thank you again for joining us. Sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. Too fast. Too Furiosa. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite.